Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Atalan Rising podcast. In this episode, we're extremely pleased to say that we're joined by Brandon Monclair himself, writer of Rocket Girl over at Image Comics, and of course, the wonderful Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Hope you enjoy the show. Mr. Monclair, uh, yes. congratulations. I mean, last we spoke to you, uh, Moon Girl, uh, Devil Dinosaur was, I don't know, maybe the fifth or sixth issue. Oh, wow. Here yeah, we it's been two years. 38 issues later, it's a huge success. You must be. It's just it's fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, very much appreciated. And you guys have always been big supporters, so I appreciate that as well. Uh, yeah, nobody thought it would last this long. So We <laughs> did. We me. did. We, we swear we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, um, you know, it was, it did the first one and it wasn't, it didn't launch terribly. So it said, oh, they're going to give you, give us at least two. So that'll let us kind of spread it out a bit. Um, and then, and then it started really to take, you know, there was still a, a bit of time that Marvel just kind of had faith in it. Like, the, you know, there, cause obviously Moon Girl does well in the trade paperbacks and everything else like that. So Marvel kind of stuck with it until it got its legs. And then once we were done with like uh, around 18, which already would have been a big number, right? Then we said, no, right. we can kind of, we can kind of breathe easy and it's not going to go away tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it allowed us to do some, so keep doing some cool stuff. So. Um, but yeah, it's like, even, even if we had just made it to that 18, it would, in my mind would have been amazing, especially with how the market is today. But, uh, yeah. And we kind of, uh, just the timing of everything, we never got a relaunch or anything like that. And then, um, you know, cause they, they've stopped doing that with a lot of stuff like the squirrel girls of the world and the, and the Ms. Marvels. Cause they figured just for our readers, it just confuses them. So yeah, yeah. we were, we were, we were one of the high, like we, I think we were one of the highest numbered books for a while i think we're, we're a little bit behind only wolverine and then only wolverine uh went away and we would have been number one but now a lot of not, now a lot of things have gone back to the old numbering so it's all over the place so yeah <laughs> it's a bit weird but, yeah. yeah i know right so it's uh interesting yeah especially right. with, like the legacy numbering so you've got like um you know uh, avengers at the moment you've got the legacy number and the current number of the current run is kind of like right okay right. i mean i it, I, li- I like the fact they're doing that but it's um yeah sometimes it can get a bit bit weird yeah yeah like i think like i said it was stuff, maybe some of the star wars stuff has been going longer too but now they seem to be popping back to number one so so maybe we'll be the, the, the highest number again so that'd be pretty cool <laughs> that yeah. would be cool yeah. and i remember i remember um you stating when we first talked that you know if you, you would you would be like over the moon no pun intended. If Moon Girl <laughs> got even to you know fifty issues, you would like. And yep. here we are. I just think that's amazing because um, I'm glad to hear that it's still going strong. You see all the little Moon Girl and uh, Devil Dinosaur cosplayers at New York Comic Con <laughs> and all the other. Yeah, cons. yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's. It, I mean, I say this all the time, and it sounds uh, cliche, but uh, you know, it's it's. There's always there's always going to be a Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Uh, there's always going to be an X-Men, something like something like Hawkeye, something like you know uh, you know a, a more minor character. It's like well, it comes, it goes. It's popular, it's not popular. You know, there'll be another Hawkeye one day if there's not a Hawkeye now. There'll be another Iron Fist if there's not an Iron Fist at the moment. You know what I mean? But for Moon Girl, a brand new character. I mean, and even Devil Dinosaur pre-existing. You know, no no one's ever been able to get. Not even Jack Kirby was able to get that one going. Uh, the only reason we're the only reason we're still doing it is because of you know fans and people talking about it and 
uh, you know, it's shown up in a couple of video games and maybe some other cool places. The, She's the in Marvel Future Fight. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you. Have you played yeah. her in Marvel Future Fight at all? Uh, I haven't played anything. She I've seen some of the so gameplay. Much fun. Yeah. She so. is so much fun in that game with her little gadgets and stuff, and then Devil Dinosaur just comes out and <laughs> tail whips everyone. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. She's just great. So I had to, yeah, I had to admit. Is Future Fight the one with where it's always... Is that the first one she was in? That's kind of like the yes. higher graphics and the nicer one, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could kind of tell, because I can't remember the other characters. I should have... Uh, it was... Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur was one character, and there were two others. I don't remember Karnak what it was. and Crystal are in it, too. Crystal's yeah. also very fun. So, right, and and it wasn't it wasn't those characters. It was the... Bro- who's the brother? You guys are the experts. Who's the... Uh, the, the it was the, uh, the evil brother who's... Um, Maximus and somebody else was like the, the Karnak. The, yeah, but I don't remember. It wasn't Karnak. I don't think. I, 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 Medusa's in it too. They're all yeah, in no, it. All the Inhumans. Yeah, no. I, yeah, when they oh, released Kaiju in it. I don't even know. <laughs> but when they released the patch or whatever you call it, the update with the three characters, including Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, um, you could tell that the designers put a lot more into Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and the stuff that they could do with that. Than oh God, the other yeah. Characters. I said, "Oh, oh that's my God, yeah, yeah." So she's she. If you ever get a chance to play the game, she yeah. is so much fun. Like she'll sit there, and then like all of a sudden she's like whizzing around like with little helicopters, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a yeah. lot of fun. You, you could tell the designers were very inspired by uh by that one. So yeah, so I think was- Maximus just like had like a gun or something stupid. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, you would yeah. know. Right, so. no, she's yeah. she's a blast. So I totally recommend if you don't play Future Fight, you should just for Moon Girl and also Crystal because they put a lot of work into Crystal too. She's cool, cool, like cool. she's insanely fun as well. But anyway, so very exciting news uh, that we don't know where it is in in terms of when or if it's happening, but it's pretty cool that there is possibly a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur animated series in the works. Yeah, I I don't know when it's coming out either, but I'm very excited uh, that it is in development and people have been, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff uh, cooking behind the scenes and hopefully that's something that comes together. But uh, we're going to have to kind of wait and see to, if it comes out. But uh, all the good news uh, will hopefully keep coming through. Well, I'll keep my fingers absolutely crossed. That must be so exciting for you and to and to work with that production studio and and to even uh, to have that connection to uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who is a uh, just an icon in 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 Hollywood, it must uh, you, be you, quite something. You could say a Goliath. A Goliath. <laughs> hey, I wanted I wanted I wanted to see, I wanted to see him get big in the uh, Ant Man, right? Uh, yeah. So that was yeah. Be right? Still ch- there's still yeah. time. Ant Man three. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, uh, it's, it's uh, great, and um, you know it's. Like I always say, to get a character that kind of transcends your comic book, to be in other comic books, to be in the video games, it's the cartoons, to be in a lunchbox, do all that other stuff, that's kind of it's kind of the dream. I mean, seeing Moon Girl on a t-shirt is a big thrill for me. So, obviously, uh, that the cartoon is cooking is, is amazing. You know, just, I'm keeping room on my shelf for an action figure. So I, I right? Have, I, have to, I have to admit, I, I, so I'm, I'm a design engineer, and... Um, you know, when you, I guess it's kind of a similar feeling when you think, I, I created that, and then you see it in real life, and it's kind of like, wow, it's just that. You no, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, that people had to pay attention to, 
to something that you created to to then make it into whatever it yeah, is that course, they're making. Yeah, I suppose for you, it's it's a, it's really it's a cool. much bigger yeah. audience. Whereas for me, it's just a very finite. You know, for you, you kind of comic cons and that kind of stuff. So brilliant. yeah, I, I don't I don't play hero clicks, but there was a hero clicks Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, wow. and was there? Yeah. Yeah, the devil dinosaur is proportionate, like big. You know what I mean? Then there's a little moon girl on top of it, and <laughs> it's like that. really cool. And it, yeah, it's it. I, I'm I don't googling that like, right now. Yeah, I don't collect hero clicks, but it's not a rare or anything like that. So you can so you can get one to put on your desk, and it's only going to cost you a couple of bucks. Yeah, so um, I might do that. Stick it on my right? desk for work. It, you know, it said, "Oh, this is so great" because it went really close to 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 Amy's design, redesign for devil dinosaur. And then, like, you look closely at it, and Amy didn't even realize it until she had it in her hand, and I kind of pointed it out when you turn it to the side. It is uh, her cover where... Uh, <gasps> it's where, so where, cute! Yeah, where, where, where <laughs> the one where Devil Dinosaur, the cover where uh, he's smashing through the all the fossils in the museum, um, that's the exact pose, but someone had to actually turn it to make it a 3D model, because that's like a head-on shot. Yeah. So it's, it, but it's, it's, it's the exact same uh, that Amy had put in, in that, uh, covered a number, is it, uh, is it six, I think? So, it was pretty fun. So. Oh, no, I need that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, I just have to, speaking of all ages books, and this, this question, I, and I, I think we just need to get this question out of the way, only because I'm sitting on it, and I'm trying, yeah. and I just need to ask it now. So, we've had Moon Girl with Johnny and the Thing. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get her with the whole family now that they're back? Have you and Dan Slott talked about that at all? I mean... No, there's been, there's been no plans uh, yet, and I certainly haven't, haven't talked to anybody. Um, I think... Uh, you know what they're doing over there. It's you know with even with two and one when we're when we're when we're both kind of doing stories uh, at the you know with obviously thing and, and human torch. Um, there were there was no coordination going back and forth. So I think the launch of Fantastic Four has been so much in the works that it's kind of just Fantastic Four right now. And I don't. It's not just Moon Girl. I don't think they've been interacting much with anybody. Right. I, I, you know and and. I think there's sometimes a desire on editorials part to kind of let, let 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 Fantastic Four be about Fantastic Four for a while. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's not just wouldn't it be cool to have her in Moon Girl? Obviously, you want the you know the, the new smartest there is to meet uh, now Reed Richards number two and all that other stuff would be great for me to play with. It would be great for Moon Girl fans, but except Fantastic Four, I think they wanted you know it needs its own elbow room for a while because I'm sure whoever's writing X-Men wants the Fantastic Four to come visit and whoever's writing Spider-Man wants Fantastic Four and, and and so on and so forth. And, you know, Fantastic Four is a huge part of the Marvel Universe, so all that's going to happen. But uh, no no immediate plans and, and certainly nothing that I've talked about yet. Well, they are neighbors. Yeah, on Yancey Street, right? So even that wasn't talked about. So it's like, oh, we'll see. Well, you know, uh, something's going to, in the whole wide uh, Marvel Universe, that's going to have to... Uh, there's going to have to be a story there at some point, I, I think. But uh, yeah, right now it's been uh, it's just been completely separate. So I, I, I'm I'm waiting, uh, like you guys are, to see what we're going to do with it. But no plans yet. Tell, so the upcoming arc that will be uh, will will be hitting the stands the same day that this podcast comes out. Well, it is a new adventure that sees. It looks as though uh, um, Lunello will be maybe entering the dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, there. it's it's uh you know uh, 
that's going to be just a, a four parts or a little bit of a shorter arc than we normally do, but fun. Uh, a lot of Doctor Strange, a lot of um, the Dreamscape, introducing a new character, uh, Bad Dream, who I think is going to be pretty cool. If you liked Kid Cree, and if you liked uh, Princess Fisk, and if you liked, I loved her. That was Ella the girl art. moon. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's another it's another uh, opponent uh, for uh, that's going to drive Lunella crazy a little bit. So, is Bad Dream uh, uh, related to Nightmare? Uh, Nightmare, I think you know. I, I, you know, I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Nightmare definitely plays a part. Uh, the origin of Bad Dream is important, though, so I can't. Right. Uh, I'm have to. Plus, have to, we yes. get from the preview pages. It looks like we get a, a little uh, little glimpse of an older Lunella Lafayette. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's the yeah. second time we've actually gotten that glimpse. Actually, yeah, I that's... think. No, that's exactly right. That was I'm trying to. I think it was issue thirteen, right? When, when I think so. I can't remember, but I do remember. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. Uh, there was a kind of a. It was a dream, right? That she was in the future, or, or was it type of type of thing? What was the, right. the weird little um, uh, idea of what kind of world would it be with if you've had twenty years of Vanilla Lafayette in it? And uh, we revisit that, but uh, I don't know that we solved the mystery. So if you thought that was very mysterious, it might still be mysterious again. But uh, I definitely wanted to kind of uh, play with that. And, um, you know, there's some there's some reasons for readers to think, well, is it really happening? Because when you see the characters and it's kind of we always it's kind of their timeless uh, versions of them. They're not any older. Right. For the most part. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some Easter eggs in there and some hidden stuff. And Yeah. Uh, it's neat. Uh, Valkyrie from uh, Exiles uh, show up. Yeah, well, like I said, like I said you'll, you'll, you guys will read and see uh, when it's coming up. But um, looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you. Yes, and I, I, I really enjoyed the Christmas special. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. That made me yeah. smile. Uh, girl always makes me smile. One of the uh, my my you know a formative book, one of my all time favorites uh, that I read when I was a little kid. Um, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, uh, Michelangelo one shot, which was a which was a Christmas story. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I like Christmas as much as everybody likes Christmas. I'm not, you know, um, uh, you know, I like Christmas trees and presents and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's I thought it'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would be cool to do to do a Christmas story. Um, we had kind of room in the schedule uh, where we'd be coming out right at Thanksgiving, and, uh, you know, time for a filler issue. Uh, in between arcs, uh, where Nat takes a break, and uh, yeah, came up with uh, just a Christmas issue, and and hope people dig it. And uh, it's uh, I really like it. I, I you know I, I was really fun to do. It's uh, I hope people you know pick up a couple of extra copies. And like I said, Moon Girl is a book that um, you know anybody can read. We we it's it's very much conscious whenever we do it, right? So makes for. It's it's had good reviews that I've seen. I think a lot of people love it. Yeah, so you know, and hopefully if you're even if it's Moon Girls in a book you read, if you know somebody who you think you might like it, it's good it's good stocking stuffer, right? It's good something to get for Oh yeah, absolutely. Gift, so Yeah, um, Doc, don't you uh don't you get all your nieces and nephews uh various issues of um Moon Girl? Oh, no, they have every every trade. <laughs> Uh, and don't like to share, so I have to get multiple copies so they come <laughs> at the same time. I was actually just at the shop the other week, and I noticed there was kind of like uh, 
a new um, compilation that's essentially uh, uh, Moon Girl's appearances outside of her own book. Um, yeah, I knew that was coming out. It's called Moon Girl and the Marvel Universe, and yeah. I was kind of su- surprised that it had, that it had come out. I didn't out even there. hear about that. Yeah, How did I did miss I. that? I need to get that. Yeah, what so it, that that reprints uh, the the story I did in X-Men Annual with uh, Lunella and Forge, which okay. which hasn't been reprinted. Yeah, so if you buy the trades, it has uh, that in it, which hasn't been reprinted anywhere else yet. And it also has, I think, 31 which was the um, which was the uh, at Ray Height that was uh, the sm- anti smoking issue. I think that's the only place you're going to get 31 reprinted is in this Moon Girl and the Marvel Universe. So and plus it has stuff that I had nothing to do with uh, right, where she showed up. And Venom, right? Yeah, exactly. Venom. And, yeah. and then one of my personal favorites, the 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 issue where <laughs> where she has she goes on a drag race with all the different oh right. Ghost Rider. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, that issue was so good. Oh god. I yeah. just remembering that now. It's like the the, right. the Ghost Rider on the penny uh, penny farthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's that's uh, that actually is reprinted. It's it's in the back of the Girl Moon. Yeah. Uh, trade paper. But that's they also put it in because obviously she's. In, the whole point is Moon Girl kind of interacting with the rest of the Marvel Universe, so you get to kind of see a different aspect of her. But uh, I really do love it, and uh, as a writer, uh, it's going to be a... I'm going to tell this story backwards, kind of, but um, bear with me, which is, you know, sometimes people have ideas that they really like, and they never let them go. And I always kind of, you know, dissuade people from doing that. It's like, no, ideas, you know, when you're professional... Or even when you're breaking in it, you're, if you're at a level where you're kind of competent, you realize that, hey, the idea isn't the most important thing. And sometimes people get really close with something and maybe an editor likes it. Maybe it's going to happen and then it doesn't happen. And then they keep going back to it to try to revive it. And I've always discouraged people from doing that type of thing. Uh, one of the very first things I tried to pitch was the Ghost Rider on the Penny Farthing uh, bicycle, <laughs> Victorian Age Ghost Rider. Brilliant. Um, and... I, you know, I had an editor that really liked it. Uh, it was when Joe Casada was still kind of, now he's back doing more comic stuff and he probably doesn't even remember, but, uh, cause it was a, a long, long time ago. Uh, my editor said it was funny. They were maybe going to put in some kind of goofball, uh, you know, so if they, if they were doing that kind of special issue, maybe it could get in there, but it never saw, you know, never found a home and they're never going to do anything with it. But Joe Casada, like shook my hand because I introduced him. I was introduced to him. This is years ago. He goes, "Oh, that's like the funniest thing I've ever heard." But we're never going to do it. <laughs> thing. So I was like, "Ah, that's too bad." And then you, you know, and then I've had some successes, and I'm doing books here and there. And, and I'm the first one to say, "Totally give up on," uh, you know, like I said, if an idea, because then there's a lot of different reasons for it. And you know, I said maybe that's uh, it's a discussion maybe for a different podcast. But you know, let it go. Show that you have other ideas. Don't come across too desperate. But I finally got uh, um, the opportunity. Penny Farthing, uh, Victorian age ghostwriter with a handlebar flaming mustache into a book. So maybe that's why so I, I didn't take my own advice. and I waited probably 10 years to get that uh, to a book. So and people really liked it. So it's awesome. Right. And, and I like right. and I like it. He's so cool that it diminishes. And I'm patting myself on the back. The big wheel kid ghostwriter, which I also think is pretty cool. So it's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So what did what did Natasha say when I think she because I think she drew that issue. What did she say when she got that part of the script? 
No, Natasha only did um, like the like the in between part. Oh. So that was another filler, and that was uh, Domo Stanton did right. it. Who I the one guy on that book who I didn't know. Um, but the editor had suggested him, and I thought did a great job. And, and after the fact, I heard that he really liked it. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, so, sometimes Natasha is saying, oh, I wish I did this issue or that issue. And maybe she's just being nice or anything like that. She she did not say it for a, for a you know, Victorian age ghostwriter. I don't know. Maybe she didn't like it. Maybe she didn't. You know, we just didn't touch base on it. But uh, I don't know if she was impressed. But I was super impressed, and I think it's awesome. So. I think it was hysterical. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've laughed so much at a book in, in a long time. Um, it yeah. was just oh, it, it, was, it was just one of those ones where you just think, what on earth is you know, going on here? But it was just so good, and it fits so well. Uh, yeah, and that, and you know, um, you're talking about the Christmas issue that just came out. That was an October shipping book, and I really wanted to make like a Halloween book, but Oh, was, that was fun. Yeah, it was too like oh, like it was too hard to put together, and 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 we had just done. It was only a few issues after it didn't come out at Halloween, but the first Doctor Strange, which is Moon Girl seventeen or something like that, not seventeen. Uh, I don't know what it is, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Um, oh, it took place. It took place on Halloween, even though it didn't come out in you know the book didn't ship in October, but it was right set on Halloween in in Greenwich Village with uh, Doctor Strange and. Uh, so I said, oh, we can't really go back to, uh, to, uh, you know, a Halloween motif thing. So we, but it was still kind of a, an easy book. And the three short stories had three different artists. And the idea was that was when Devil Dinosaur was never ever going to come back again. Uh, but of course, of course he was always going to come back again. But, um, right. so who's going to be the replacement? And there is like a theme there. They're all kind of like diabolical things. So you had Daredevil and you had Ghost Rider and, and Mojo, right? So right. Kind of, the idea was just. Uh-huh. To, yeah, uh, and that, no, that was almost a Halloween special, but not quite. And a great cover with the gumball machine. I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of my favorite covers. Um, Natasha and I and I, I, she, I always say that she should do it, and she goes no, and she tells me that I should do it. But uh, she comes up with some really great designs that never get used, and they're so good, but they're like story specific, so they're never going to be able. You can't kind of like revisit them. Uh, but Marvel, uh, you know, the guy, the powers that be, you know, they got to choose something that kind of serves maybe all masters and that the retailers can, people can kind of identify with and, and everything else. But, uh, there's just such a, there's just so many, uh, just rough designs that would have been the coolest thing ever. Um, uh-huh. and I say, and I save them all in a folder. So if you follow me on Twitter one day, I'll, I'll, I'll throw them all out there. But, oh, yeah, you totally should, yeah. and I will retweet yeah, yeah. that so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Natasha's like, like, Natasha's like too cool. It's not that she doesn't care, but she's like nonchalant about it. She's like, oh, you know, I'll come she, up with some more next she month. She seems pretty so, laid back. I met her, yeah. what was it, two years ago when I first met you guys at NYCC? Uh, it was, yeah, two or three NYCCs ago, so two and a half years ago, whatever that works out to be. We had the first trade, I think, just coming out. So Right. Um, the book was about a year old. Yeah, exactly. When when she yeah. came over. Yeah, and she, uh, she was just totally chill. It's pretty yeah. cool. She seems like a cool person. Yeah. And her artwork and the book wouldn't be anything I think without her because she just adds so much yeah. to it. I'm surprised Sorry. Marvel hasn't tapped her for more cover work too. It seems. Yeah, I mean she's been you know pretty. You know, we've had a month in, month out Moon Girl, and she's doing the covers for that now. Um, right. Has been, and has been for a long time. Um, so she is pretty full. She did, um, 
She just did, she was just in the issue of uh, uh, why am I blanking Domino, right? Uh, she did something. Oh, did she? Oh, Domino, I something else. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was Domino. Yeah, and, she, uh, Morbius issue. One of my favorite characters. So I was almost oh, yeah. like. I, I'm so behind on so many books by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. So she so she's popped around a little bit, but um you know, it's 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 hard for an artist because it takes so much time obviously to to create pages for a book and she is so associated with it and you know, I mean, and I'm not look, I'm not fishing for compliments. Really, I've always considered and and I think it's true that you know, she is the most important part of the book. I mean, because a penciler is the most important member of the team i think but she's she's been on it so long and and, and you know co-created the character with amy and i um that it's been uh, you know uh you know with amy and me it's been her it's her book you know what i mean in a lot of ways so it's yeah been... yeah she does she does have a really good way of like just uh humanizing the character you know you know sometimes um you know sometimes some artists don't quite get the knack of like doing the facial expression she just she just does moon girl perfectly um yeah. and know, it, she is really good yeah and you know as much as it's no one wants you know you 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 don't nobody wants to give any piece of it up no creator does you know but uh when uh you know i first and you know i don't want to speak for uh for for amy reader but um i think we were kind of on the same page when you know, the reason we did a book for Marvel was to do a Marvel book. I'll, I'll just say that that was my reason. You know what I mean? Uh, and the, cause, and the reason I, I just say, uh, Amy and I, it's because, um, it came out, uh, um, you know, we, we kind of were, uh, the first approach to do it. And then Natasha came in before the first issue was done, obviously. Uh, but, you know, when it was all just kind of discussion, um, the idea was, you know, we've, I've created books in the past. I did Rocket Girl for Image. I, I, I feel that I can do my own thing. Um, the attraction to working at Marvel is kind of the work with the Marvel characters. But then I wind up creating a new character at Marvel, right? With Wonder, right. Um, which is which is still fun, and I have zero complaints. But even in doing that, it's it's you want her to be a Marvel character, right? It's not like oh, I'm doing Moon Girl. If Moon Girl was with uh, you know Demon Dinosaur at Image. And it was a big purple, uh, you know, pterodactyl. Uh, it would be a completely different book. Uh, yeah. You know, there's so much of Marvel that we put into it because that's why we're doing a Marvel book. And, um, you know, you really do want to associate it. And you really do want to put it in. But that being said, another part of that is, is as a creator being able to let go, which is why, you know, as much as when she shows up in another book and they do something that I wouldn't do, you know, maybe there's like a, a little bit of a hesitation, but, and some creators get really like upset by that. But for me, it's like, no, go read, Mar- you know, this new trade paperback Moon Girl in the Marvel Universe and the other people, uh, you know, working on the character. When Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur show up on an Alex Ross poster of all of the different Marvel <laughs> heroes, right. that's really cool because that's what you want. So if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, if, if Natasha decided I don't want to draw Moon Girl ever again, you hope that someone else can pick it up and that she would be a part of the ongoing universe. Whereas opposed to maybe something like rocket girls, like no, no one else is ever going to touch that. That's my story. And if I ever want to go back to it, maybe I will. And if I don't, then nobody does, you know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, and yeah, I guess what I'm saying makes sense, but sometimes, and you know, there's no right answer to it. It doesn't make, I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but sometimes people create a character and they're like, they don't want anybody else to touch it. Even if it's a Marvel or DC. Right, you know, owned property now, but 
What did well, you think? Oh, about, go ahead, Doc. Yeah, I was thinking about that because uh, I really was interested to hear. I mean, this, this is a while back, but I would have been interested to hear you and Amy and Natasha's take um, uh, during Secret Warriors. So I was I, just going to ask that. Yeah. When, Matthew yeah. Rosenberg was writing uh, Moon Girl as part of the team and her interactions with Karnak. And while they, they were a blast, it's so funny, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the exact same Moon Girl as, as, as she appears in her own comic. And mm-hmm. I guess I wondered, you know, not that, if, I mean, clearly you didn't feel a sense of like, hey, don't do that. But I, I wondered... Uh, if you enjoyed it, if you if you just thought, oh, that's okay, and um, what what it was like for you reading, if you did read those issues, yeah. I, I liked it a lot, but it might be skewed because I I like Matt Rosenberg. I'm personally I've known him since before he was working for Marvel. Um, so and and we're both in New York, so I, you know, I I know him pretty well. He's a friend of mine. Um, so. You know, maybe I was softened up to, to, to like whatever he did, but I legitimately really liked it. I thought it was cool. And yeah, it's different, but how different is Adam West Batman versus Super Friends Batman versus Frank Miller Batman versus you know, <laughs> yeah. Tom yeah. King doing it today, right? It's, it, it, it's, that's, I think Batman's cool because there's all those different kinds. And I, and I wish Moon Girl would have that kind of, uh, you know, mass appeal, right? Um, so yeah, and, and, and I'm pretty, flexible with stories it's like you know the the one rejection i didn't it's not like i threw my foot down so minor that's why i'll tell the story the one thing i didn't want to be done with the character was actually with rosenberg and it was he wanted to um make have her have a birthday party right and i don't you said it i think it might have been the last issue of secret warriors right if if you read the way it got twisted he said oh i i just want to have a birthday party so they all get invited, you know, because that was the kind of story he had. I said, no. And the only reason I said no is because at the time, that was something that I was talking with Natasha about maybe doing. Like, hey, should we make her turn 10, 10 and make that a big deal? And maybe we'll do that one day, but it's kind of off the table now. Um, so, you know, I think Matt Rosenberg said, oh, I'll make him just having a sleepover or something like that. And he made it even funnier, I think. So that it was, it was yeah. totally his idea that Moon Girl was just pretending it was her birthday because she wanted everybody to come over, you, you know, for... for okay. Yeah, for... <laughs> exactly, and made everybody go to the different bakeries all around to get her favorite stuff. And I thought that was brilliant. I mean, that was in a lot of ways funnier than if it was just her birthday. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and maybe because Rosenberg did it and it was so clever, maybe all of a sudden I said, "Well, you know, there goes my idea. I can't. I got to think of something better for her birthday if I ever come back to it." And kind of you know backburnered it, and it's been on the backburner ever since. But uh, I don't you know wanna... when. When when I want to put in a character, and you know, it's it's everything from, you know, uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk to Doctor Strange to the X Men to Ms. Marvel. Uh, no, a lot of people have comments and rules and, and stuff that has to be done, and some of that's to kind of protect the brand, which makes sense, and some of that I think is just the writers want it a certain way, which also makes sense. And you know, they're they're the people working on the characters every day and cranking out a book once a month. So you know, if that's how you feel about it. It's, I mean, I'm, it's, it's totally understandable, and, and that's the kind of fire that those creators need to, to keep going with it. But, I mean, I don't want anybody else writing the next issue, and, and, and uh, you know, as long as they'll let me write it, uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to be doing Moon Girl. But, you know, the, the design from the beginning is hopefully all kinds of voices get to do it. So I try to be permissive. Not that 
Marvel needs my permission, right? They can do what they want. But right. you know, if, if they ask, and they sometimes do, I, I give it a thumbs up, you know? And I let the editors worry about whether the voice is right or the continuity is right or uh, anything like that because, you know, because you know, if it's not, who cares is, is my kind of idea. I mean, uh, you want there to be a consistency in the continuity, but, you know, if you read comics long enough, you realize that there's going to be things that don't make sense and well i mean that, that, you read yeah. comics long enough they just become you know how do i, how do I put this um you know it's, it's lots of different voices for you know writing these books so it's like you know they do become lots of different stories there's different inflections on different things and it's which is what makes comics great in my opinion is that well, so many people get the chance of writing these different characters but yet they they bring something new and bring something great yeah, and that's just, I mean, and I agree that that is a great thing. I don't think it's a detriment if you have a continuity error or something. You know, it's like, you know, why people, you know, you talk about King Arthur and all the different versions of him, you know, and, and, or, or, you know, Greek gods or something. And it's, 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 uh, to me, that's the strength of it. It's, it's reason school because anyone can kind of pick it up and play with it, or people have picked up and played with it. And maybe, you know, one day, thirty years from now, if Moon Girl's the number one uh, property in Marvel, someone's going to find some continuity gaff, uh, you know, from long dead creators and 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 make and spin a new story out of it. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Sometimes that's a little bit uh, precious in a different way, but uh, no, that's 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 how these things work, if you ask me. So, like, um, sort of what if or different alternate. I mean, I I know that that Lunella showed up in a. Uh, Marvel zombie special recently. It was a different yeah. Universe and, um, I heard only I heard good things about it. Then someone said, "Oh, there's a, I, I got to read. It. I have it and I, I I put it in a pile someplace and I can't find it, so I have not read it yet." But um, I tell you, when I saw it and nobody told me about it, I saw it and I said, "Oh, that's Moon Girl. It's fantastic." Then I got worried that it wasn't Moon Girl. Maybe it was Riri Williams. I said, no, it has to be has the glasses. Yeah, because because Riri Riri has the. Um, Kind of the circle on her chest, also, and that was you know, in this futuristic Marvel zombie. No, no, Lunella yeah. had just okay. that kind of the blank circle. I was like, oh, and I was so happy that it was Moon Girl. I'm looking Girl. forward to reading it. So, um, have you read the new um, Ironheart comic yet? And you th- have you talked to um, I, I can't remember her name, Eve Ewing, right? Who writes? Yeah, right now? yes. Have yeah. you uh, have you talked to her about maybe those two teaming up again? Uh, no, I've not, uh, and I have I have not read it. I've, I read the preview. I think it's like said. Uh, I know that you know this podcast will be coming out in uh, Wednesday, a couple of weeks afterward. Yeah, exactly. But I think it just came out a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, it got right. delayed by a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, so I, I read the preview online. Obviously, uh, Amy Reader's doing the uh, covers, and I'm a big fan. But I have not read the new one. And again, uh, no talk yet about um, Moon Girl. And maybe same Fantastic Four. I mean, Ironheart's a Big property right. that they're trying to launch, so let it be Ironheart. That being said, uh, Moon Girl showed up in the second or third issue of America Chavez really briefly and showed up in the Wasp, uh, right? The Unsolved Yeah, she did. Early on, too. So sometimes they do that uh, as well, uh, but, uh, you know, no plans uh, that I'm aware of. I was, I was about to ask a really silly question of uh, now, that, now that Wolverine's come back, when's the. Uh... The <laughs> almost certainty of Wolverine appearing in Moon Girl at one point. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, it's, it's, I would really like to do a Wolverine story with, uh, 
Moon Girl. And I think, and I've, and I've thought about it and what I would do. Uh, and not that I've kind of like worked out the beats or even major plot stuff, but the relationship I would really like to play with. And I got to do it a little bit with Old Man Logan, um, in, uh, in, the, in that oh, one issue. Course, yeah, yeah. Um, but it would be different. And issue, by the way, I loved the throwback feel of it. I mean, they went to that mall and they all went, because that was the era of the X Men that I, I grew up with. And so of really course, yeah. The back. And, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. That was uh, gratuitous. Sometimes, you know, uh, when, when, when I did Rocket Girl, and, and like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, to, to plug anything. Uh, if you read Rocket Girl, great. If you haven't, you should. I think it's pretty good. But, is, um, yeah, and um, it was before Stranger Things, and it was before, obviously, it and everything that's come since, right? By, by about a year. Not that, not that, um, it was wholly original, but it, you know, for anyone who hasn't read Rocket Girl, it's a lot of it takes place in eighties New York, right? And it was we approached it as a period piece, and and really wanted to make that a big part of the character. So I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to kind of do that again with other things, and there's always an opportunity to do it. And so with that issue of um, Moon Girl, which I think was seventeen. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm with you. Like, the 80s X-Men is, is so iconic. Yeah. And all due respect to people who did it before and the people doing it after and the people doing it now, it's like, to me, that's the X-Men. Yeah. And if I'm going to have it her meet with the X-Men, I had to kind of invent a story to have it make sense. So to be able to go to the abandoned mall and then have kind of reality change, it's like I said, <laughs> there's a little personal hesitation, like, oh, am I going over a rocket girl? ground again but yeah, i said no i gotta I got do it this way and uh, so was it you or natasha bustos who decided to throw in a sam goody record store um it was me but somebody else talked about the sam goody and then i thought they made it uh, he said i thought they made us take out sam goody they make us change the name or something i don't remember I don't maybe know. they didn't pull it up it certainly yeah. like one because i spent many an afternoon perusing the sam goody <laughs> record <laughs> yeah you know, I don't want to start a, a copyright war, but you know, you, you, you know, obviously, I'm, and I'm not a lawyer. Marvel tells you you're allowed to use certain stuff; you're not allowed to. They make the call, and it doesn't matter too much to me. Um, but I remember it coming up, and I said, "Well, Sam Goody's long out of business, so maybe that's why we're allowed to use it, or maybe it's like I said, it's 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 an acceptable use again." Uh, um, it, it was funny. Um, a lot of that stuff was, you know, a lot of that uh, that mall is based uh, in a lot of ways in a, in a real mall up in White Plains. Uh, which is which actually isn't which isn't abandoned, but you know maybe for all intents and purposes it, it should be. Um, <laughs> oh no! No, exactly. That was it, it. and um, yeah, and so so yeah, that was just like I said, a fun issue, and um, yeah, very very cool to do that, and very cool to work with the X Men Wolverine. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big believer that if you're going to give me Doctor Strange, like if I was the if I was writing a Doctor Strange uh, miniseries, it would be about a guy that does magic in a world full of superheroes. If you were giving me uh, a Hulk series, it would be about a guy who gets angry and turns green and gets really strong. You know what I mean? Um, so if I were to do Wolverine and Moon Girl, Wolverine would be super traditional that, uh, you know, kind of everybody grew up with eighties and nineties Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be, and I think it would be a great dynamic, uh, you know, kind of got to avoid all the cool things about Jubilee, you got to take it in a slightly different direction, but I would really like to do a, a Wolverine story. But that being said, I have to personally kind of put that aside because it's, it's, it's maybe easier to get a crossover story approved 
right? Meaning uh, team up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I find that you run into a trap because, uh, you know, Moon Girl should be about Moon Girl. And it shouldn't be. So even though I did the Fantastic uh, Three storyline with half of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I like it too. But then, yeah, and and it's cool. And and, and kind of that third arc, smartest there is, that was the point. It was kind of her coming out where she meets all the different characters, one after uh, another, which was Ms. Marvel and uh, Doctor Strange and Riri Ironheart and uh, the X-Men and whoever else I'm missing. Thing was in there. Um, uh, It was, to me, I don't know. It's because... that can suck so much of the room out of a out of a, a story arc, dealing with the other characters, which is cool. And, and, I, and earlier I was talking about you wanted to be a part of the Marvel universe, but you also wanted to have kind of her solo stories. So I think that was the Girl Moon, which came right after the Smartest There Is, which was all the different characters. And then we went into a Fantastic Four story. But then, as much as it had Kingpin in it, I think Save Our School was more of just a Lunella. And moon and devil dinosaur in a neighborhood story. You know what I mean? You're kind uh, of getting between moon yeah. girl and then moon girl meets you know person A. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the fans, um, you know, it's it's really true. Maybe moon girl might be the only Marvel book they read, and they and they're not as into those types of stories, right? So there's there's a certain amount of fans who love to see her interact with the characters that they know. And some people who just like the focus to be on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So, you know, now I'm going into kind of a Doctor Strange story. Uh, don't be surprised if after that it's kind of, a, like I said, a, a more of a, you know, it'll oh. be more, more of a, like what I call neighborhood stories, more about kind of the status quo that we've established of her doing stuff, you know, and then not go too crazy. So, Well, I think that the thing is, is she's such a fun character, and I think that everyone has uh, someone who they can't wait to see her interact with. So you're going to go, you know, I can imagine uh, yeah. when, when fans reach out to you, they're like, please, when, when is Lunella going to meet Lockjaw? Or when is yeah. Lunella going to meet uh, you know, Miles Morales? And, um, you know, there's only so much you can do to... to yeah. um... That being said, Lunella and Lockjaw, come on, it has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it's kind of, you know, one, you know, one of my first jobs in comics, I was uh, working at DC as an editor and worked in the Batman uh, group. And, um, you know, there was, there was a little bit of that where it was Batman's such a cool character, like kind of year one Batman. When there wasn't all of this other stuff going on. So uh, it was never even followed ever. But there was kind of a leaning towards, hey, Batman will be if the Justice League or Superman has to show up or something. We'll do that. And Batman, Batman, you know what I mean? But maybe we can play detective comics to be a little bit more just about, uh, you know, like I said, the year one, the guy dressed up as a bat and kind of going into it without this whole spectacular world around it, right? I think right. it's it's definitely not that way now, right? Because I think detective has become a lot of the supporting characters have been in that book if, if people are reading it. But uh, 10 years ago, maybe it was a little bit different. Uh, I, my, my point is maybe there has to be just, there has to be two. Moon Girl, right? Yeah, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is kind of focusing on those characters. And then, much like the new trade Moon Girl in the Marvel Universe, we should have, you know, Lun- Lunella Lafayette, the smartest there is. That'll be our, that'll be our spectacular like, Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man, you've got spectacular Spider-Man, and then you've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we can just do, we could do Wolverine, we could do uh, Lockjaw, we get every, we'll get everybody in. Well, I think that was the um, the great thing about 
<clears throat> kind of when you had Moon Girl and then you had like Secret Warriors as well, because you kind of got her in that that team environment. I know you kind of you, you did that with like um, Fantastic Three and, and that kind of thing, but you know, see, seeing them in two different writers, two different ways to go. You know, I guess we've just covered it, but it was it was really nice to see that team aspect and kind of solo stuff, um, which was really great. I was kind of surprised she hasn't been brought in with the champions yet, actually. Because um, that's Jim Zub, right? He seems to be collecting mm-hmm. young Marvel characters, and I'm surprised that Lunella actually hasn't been brought into that now that I think about it. And like, yeah. just getting her out in the Marvel Universe is just the best way to get more... I believe she's... Got... What's, What's that? that? I believe she's shown up on a cover. I don't know if she's in the book. But... Yeah, she's she's like a... Re- like, I don't, I don't know enough of what to call it, but she pops up like as a reserve member. She's there sometimes. Usually like in a panel or, or in a background. Um... Yeah, you know, it would be, uh, it would be cool. Uh, I've got no connections, but, you know, Zub's telling his story, so, uh, you yeah, know, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe Moon Girl. I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's a fun book to read. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it looks like she showed up. She was in, uh, in Humans versus, uh, X-Men, obviously, and, and, and doing all her stuff. So, uh, you know, every, every time you kind of see her and doing stuff, uh, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I know it was very tough. It's, it's, it's tough to take, Devil dinosaur, not just be, you know, it's hard to put a dinosaur in a book, you know what I mean? So, so, well, uh, in Secret Warriors, he got dragged around in a horse. That was just, <laughs> that was just, and he was always at like chase after people, he was riding on top of the car or something like that, right? So it was, uh, it's tough. And, you know, and in my mind, they don't have to be a pair, but I, I think, you know, a lot of times, I think, I, you know, you'd have to ask a Rosenberg, but it's like, oh no, you had to have, you had to, you kind of had to have both. The, the ideas is, is, is they're, they're a pair and you wanted them to kind of, be presented in the rest of the Marvel universe that way. And that being said, as hard as it is to work a dinosaur into the story, a lot of people want to work a dinosaur into the story too, right? So maybe for an issue, maybe for an issue, it's really cool. But like, but but how can you not, that's kind of part of the appeal of Lunella though, is how many kids when you're nine or 10 years old, want a pet dinosaur? Sure. sure, I mean, like, so you see this book and you've got this girl and she's got a dinosaur as her sidekick. Like, why wouldn't you pick it up? (laughs) Uh, no, well, exactly, and and and, may, and maybe not just nine-year-olds, but also right. artists really want to draw dinosaurs too. You, they, yeah. it's a, you, 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 very few artists will turn down an opportunity to draw a dinosaur. Uh, so you know, a lot of times writers are making the writers are making the call who's going to be <laughs> guest starring this issue. But yeah, maybe don't uh, ask Jim Zub, ask uh, ask the artist, say, oh, you should you should tell him to put uh, more Devil Dinosaur in, right? And, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Kind of segueing off of that same mm-hmm. point, when might we see the return of Devin Dinosaur? Oh, <laughs> uh, I like Devin Dinosaur. I don't, I, it might have been, that might have been Chris Robinson, the editor. Uh, is, like, I, I, I mean, I'm only hesitating because I'm not sure if it was, maybe it was my idea, but I think it was, I mean, Chris comes up with a lot of ideas for the book, uh, and he might have uh, come up with, the whole concept of Devin Dinosaur, which was awesome, and yeah, you got—I got to be careful because I'll do—I'll do six issues of Devin Dinosaur. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Whereas Mitch might read this book and really feel a sense of kinship with yeah. <laughs> I felt kinship with Devin Dinosaur. That was the kind of kid I was. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And you know, like spoilers, right? But if anyone hasn't read it, it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's Lunella always trying to cure herself. 
uh, is able to instead of because you know her mind switches with you know I'm sure if people listen to the, the podcast they probably know but if you don't uh, you know uh, every every full moon or or, or thereabouts uh, her mind switches with Devil Dinosaur right so she's the smartest person in the world but then all of a sudden she's stuck in a dinosaur's body and then Devil Dinosaur's brain is in Lunella and always makes a fool out of her right you know what I mean <laughs> right um, so Devon Dinosaur was uh, but they're getting here. better at it. Well, of course. That, well, that's the story, right? But every time, don't don't get too into it because every time I give them a couple of progress, I got to knock them back a couple of steps too, right? To, <laughs> to, to keep the tension going. Two steps but, forward, one um, step back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Devon Dinosaur is just a human version of, of Devil Dinosaur that she passes off as an exchange student. I don't even know, remember how I how I worked it in, but I I could it was only for one issue. Because it was such a good idea, but not only again, not only just to write, which is I and mean, that's a visual gag, you know what I mean. So to have Natasha move a kid around who who's a, who moves like a dinosaur because it's a dinosaur's brain, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and we get to do that sometimes with Lunella during the, the the brain swap, which I think is some of the best art, the acting, and it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I mean, Devil Dinosaur, I'll, I'll do forever. Kid Cree, I wish uh, I wish I could do a miniseries with just Kid Cree. I don't know, you know, I don't know. Who the fan favorites are or, or, or not, but uh, you know, got you got to be careful because I'll I'll go all day with some of those characters. I'm just gonna say, this is yeah. a guy I, I am been I, I was just I was satisfied with his little in the corner appearance in the Christmas issue. <laughs> yes, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Doc, you cut out. Oh, I said that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. I like him pretty. Go ahead. Uh, I don't even know if I put it in the script. I might. I, th- I did because I had said like, eighteen, which was, you know, which was set up to be the kind of the climax of the entire story. Uh, and you know, I'm not complaining that we've gotten to do nineteen to, like I said, thirty eight just came out or whatever just came out. I'm, 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 I'm getting towards fifty now. Yeah. Um, but if if you're if you're a longtime fan, when you get to eighteen. Uh, you know, it's kind of Lunella has to call in everybody that she knows to kind of help, and of course, Kid Cree, even though she doesn't like him very much, uh, has to come. And and so the end, it's like, oh, Kid Cree tries to like you know take some credit, but she just blows him off. And then there's a panel where he's just kicking a can with his hands in his pocket, and that was entirely uh, Natasha, but it's brilliant. It's great stuff. Uh, between yeah, Kid Cree, I, I could do a lot of. It. I could do is you know my favorite though. I mean. You know, I, I probably like Moonbot Seven a little better. You know? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I want the Doomhead. People yeah. like Doomhead. Yeah, Doomhead's a little slapstick. I mean, I write them, so I'm you know I'm criticizing myself, but Doomhead can get a little bit slapstick. I like I like I like uh, the more subtle Moonbot Seven. I like Moonbot's existential crisis. Yeah, exactly. Always, she's always. Uh, well, she's you know she's trying to be you know, real. She's, cool. she's, Florida, yeah, she's Pinocchio, you know, right? That's exactly Pinocchio. what she is. Yeah, I mean, she even looks like Pinocchio. That's not uh, it's not a coincidence, you know? It's, uh, um, but more than all those, I think uh, her her classmate Eduardo is probably my favorite character, and, and you can't no. have it without Zoe. So Why did he get a lump of, cl- of coal? He wasn't that bad again. Uh, he, he gets himself in trouble a bunch of times. But <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Eduardo, right. not the best yeah. at making good decisions. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, right. So that's what. Well, you're supposed to. I'm glad you said that because you're supposed to feel. I mean, you know, if that's the only issue you read, you don't really 
you don't know and you don't love Eduardo, but uh, you know maybe he really does deserve that uh, lumbacol, and you feel bad. Well, so. He just seems oh. like he tries. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, you really, I mean, you know, it's 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 a holiday show and it's all about fun, but uh, you know, it, I, I gave him a good page to make his case. <laughs> and, you know, and I love that. So one of one of my favorite things I, I think I've written is probably that one page. Uh, another thing I really liked writing was the thing in his uh, first appearance back in whatever it was, issue fourteen or something like that. Uh, going back to the the old neighborhood, and um, you know, as much as I like that stuff, you have to take a step back from it because you say, well, what what are, what are people really here for? It's for uh, the a kid who makes cool inventions with a dinosaur and doing cool stuff and. You know, you have twenty pages a month to do it. A lot of those pages have to be just taken up with that. So you can't you can't go too crazy with uh, Moonbot Seven's existential crisis and Wiretap Real Girl. But if I get a page here or there, I try to I try to put something in. So we need we need to have like a a double sized, you know, issue <laughs> once a year or something like just right. just devoted to Moonbot. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you said uh, I, I I would do it right. So maybe 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 one day when she's uh, when Moon Girl's as big as Superman and the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and, right. and Batman will get to do cool stuff like that. So Yeah, they totally did that for Spider-Man because he had Amazing Spider-Man and then he showed up uh, every month there was uh, Marvel 2-in-1. No, it was... Uh, was Team-Up. Team Marvel Team-Up. It was yeah. him someone else. It was like Moon well, you just You just unlocked the next book. We we're saying, oh, is it Moon Girl in the Marvel Universe? Is it Spectacular Moon Girl? No, it's Moon Girl Team Up, isn't it? All right. Yeah. So, I'd there read you go. It. There you go. I'd read it. A bunch of yeah. Because because uh, Marvel because Marvel quote unquote Team Up was always Spider Man, right? So right. Yeah. There you go. Moon Girl Team Up, that'd be cool. So I had a question and now I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> That's always the way, isn't it? It is every time. Well, I'll jump in because I I, I was very interested. You, uh, you, you got to bring back your old collaborator, uh, Amy Reader, for the anti-smoking issue. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what was the the sort of impetus of that? I mean, did did you guys decide, you know what, let's let's put a let's put out an anti-smoking issue, or did you have some conjunction with the American Lung Association or something? Uh, that was set up and suggested by Chris Robinson. So I I mentioned before that he, he puts a lot into it, and that was uh, entirely uh, his idea. Uh, of doing it and um yeah and uh, you know setting it up and, and as, as it's it's you know chris is uh was the assistant but uh always like uh, you know and he, and, you know i don't want to credit to where credit to emily shaw in the first couple of issues and uh she moved on to greener pastures i think she went back to school or something like that and chris took over as the assistant but has become and now is the full editor but has for a long time been the guy, and I and I appreciate that because I was an assistant editor too. Uh, but you know, you really, um, and, and the reason I focus on that, he was once an assistant because a full editor might not have done it because he really wants to do stuff that's hard and maybe <laughs> doesn't always get uh, you know approved, and he has to jump through a lot of hoops in the office because the it's hard to do anything different in comics because. The schedules are so tight. You're grinding the books out. You have so many books that have to, to come out. They all, you know, it's, they all got to go to the printer and they all got to go to previews and they all got to do this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, when you work inside Marvel or DC, you realize that there is a, 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 a assembly line, you know, to a certain extent. Uh, and anything that you do, do different is going to take a lot of energy. And then people are going to roll their eyes and say, well, why did you do it? So you need to really have kind of the courage 
and strength to do it. And if you're a creator pushing that stuff, uh, you need to definitely have an editor who is going to go to bat for you. But this was, you know, generated by Chris to do that one particular issue. And probably the hardest part was, but what makes it so special in my mind is that Marvel has had a ban on smoking for so long, right? Um, and that it had to be approved by, and I don't think it's a secret, uh, you know, that that's kind of was, was Joe Casada, what he wanted to, 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 to kind of bring to the world. So uh, obviously Marvel to lead by example to not glamorize smoking or anything else like that. So it was cut out of the books where you can't have Nick Fury or Wolverine or Howard the Duck or guys who used to smoke, smoke anymore. Uh, or even Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously, um, this was a positive message, but even that wasn't, not that Marvel, I don't want to say like Marvel didn't want to do it, but it took a lot of organization and, um, dedication to, to make that book happen. And that's all on Chris. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, what we do is we usually have a big arc with, uh, Natasha doing it. And then we have room for a fill in and you want to do something a little special. So we do a Christmas book. Uh, that book with the three with Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and Mojo is something that kind of fits into that mold. Um, right after Bad Dream, it's going to be a kind of a cool one shot with a big uh, crossover, not Wolverine, but a big character that uh, I just finished today. Um, no, well, yeah, so that's going to be cool. Um, and yeah, so it was. Let's do a book. Let's uh, you know you hope people read it. You want it to be kind of catch some heat and, and, and people to care about everything you do, but. Uh, that was, um, yeah, that was Chris kind of moving, and, they, and Amy came in, and Amy did most of the writing. I, um, because it took so many approvals, I had to get kind of the plot and the kind of general stuff just kind of out there. Uh, but then it was a schedule thing, and, um, you know, again, because it's one of those books that get done in between stuff, and I'm always scrambling to get Natasha Pages, because she's like the, the Terminator, but nothing stops her from drawing. Right. So, I think, you know, Amy was available and, and said, okay, I'll come up and she did the lion's share on the on the writing of that issue, and Ray Anthony Height did the art, uh, and Ray's done a couple of fill-ins for us, and uh, is working on this uh, to be announced uh, one shot that comes out after Bad Dream, which is going to be pretty cool. So, right. um, yeah. I love the way that that he can do his own style, but in a way that really gels with Tasha's uh, style. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know. We've had a couple of different artists do little bits. Uh, Aletha Martinez, Michael Shelfer, like I said, Domo did the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, that ghostwriter story. Ray did the mojo story in that, uh, one of the thing fill-ins. Marco Falia, uh, if I get his name right, who's doing Marvel Rising, I think, who did a fantastic job of one of the first, uh, fill-ins. And, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's really a big Moon Girl family and, and Ray's a big part of it. I mean, it, you know, it, as much as, uh, it was created by and, and Natasha. You want to do every issue. Ray's a big part of it, and I like working with Ray. And I, and I do a different kind of script for him, and he brings a little bit of something different, but also it fits in. Um, you know, Tamra doing the colors every issue, and uh, Travis doing the letters every issue is a, is a big deal. And I think um, Tamra has really put so much of a stamp on this book um, that it wouldn't yeah. be the same book without her. You know, so no, that's uh, the. The colorists always, they, they don't get this, the, the acclaim they deserve, but they, um, yeah, she has done an amazing job um, creating a, just a continuity of every issue. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is one of the things that, that I think makes the book special, 
and it's uh, something I think it shares in common with with uh, Miss Marvel is that the creative team has stayed together uh, for so long that it creates this mm-hmm. cohesion, the synergy where everyone's um, kind of like the final product is better than the sum of its individual parts. And I, I'm I'm so glad that you and Natasha and Tamra. Um, you forgive me for using everyone's first name, uh, have all kind of uh, stick, stuck together um, because it, it really shows. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all invested. I don't think anyone's, you know, doing it because it's like, oh, it's my only gig. I mean, you know, it's 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 um, something we all care a lot about, and that that's reflected in the quality of the book, but something you don't get... Um, in comics in, in 2018, now it's going to be 2019, right? Uh, as much as you got 20 years ago, and certainly not 25, 30 years ago, um, you don't get big long runs with uh, with the same creative team too often, and it, and it takes some time for a creator to 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 get their legs under them, right? The, one of the jokes that always used to go around the office at DC when I was still there, which is I don't know seven, eight, nine, ten years ago now. Um, it was well, because I was up at Vertigo before I left. Uh, it was if San if Sandman came out today, it would have been ended on issue eight. You know what I mean? It, it needed to, it, you know. It's, and believe me, Sandman's a, a brilliant book, uh, as good as advertised. But it took some time to kind of become what it was. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so there's certain creative strategies you have to to, to counter that. It's and and I and I definitely did it on Moon Girl. For two reasons, not because I said, "Hey, we got to hit the ground running because we can't lose any interest," but it was kind of the presumption that we would be canceled. You know what I mean? So, get the entire story and get the beginning and the middle and the end in in the six or twelve issues if you're lucky that you're going to get to to play with, and um, you know, and tell a different kind of story and make sure it's contained and make sure it's all there. But I think stuff like the voice in the writing of Lunella or the color choices and and you know rendering that the Tamara puts in, or the nuances of the acting that come from uh, Natasha, you know that that stuff that stuff isn't as good in the first ten issues as it was as as it has been in the last ten issues. You know, as much as I love all the books, right? It, it, you get better with with that kind of familiarity. So. That vision comes into click. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at Saga. You know what I mean? And and as much as you can, oh, Saga's so you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. and. And and I'm you know as much as much as I hate them taking a year off, I'm glad because it can burn you out. It's really tough to do. So it's 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 uh, you know. So how do I, you? No, I'm not going to give Saga thank you. They 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 take a year <laughs> off right after destroying my heart, and I, I don't know how. So. But, yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Doc. <laughs> Well, that's just it. You got, you got to make you got you got to make them care. You know what I mean before you do it. Uh, a book that I liked, and people are like to say, "Oh, it's like a superhero book." But um, Exiles, um, which I read as a fan, uh, which was by Judd Winnick and a bunch of different artists, but mostly Jim Califori. Um, and uh, Exile, Exiles, they just brought back, and I, I don't know how different the new concept was, but it was a bunch of characters from alternate reality versions would get to come in and create a team and they would have to save different alternate realities right yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. You, they would kill a main team member off every arc or every other arc you know what I mean and I remember like nobody liked the Sasquatch character right 
and fans would always say, well, why don't you kill her off? Because I, I don't like her. And, and, and Winnick once responded, he goes, no, I'm not going to kill her off until you like her. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. that's, what that's the whole point. It's like, you got to get somebody as a, and now I, you know, as a fan, uh, you know, I thought that was kind of a clever response, but as a writer, now I really get it, which is you got to get, make people care. It's, you know, it's not that I'm, you know, not that I'm killing off a, a nine-year-old uh, super genius anytime uh, soon. No. But, um, well, actually, you got to get people, um, you got to get people to care about Eduardo getting that lump of coal. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So, actually, speaking of that, um, once she was announced as the smartest there is, and um, the flashback on that, um, Marvel recently reconfirmed that Lunella is the smartest there is and one of their uh, ten smartest characters. Right. Um, countdowns, um, do you think you've made it because there was so much flashback for that? Um, well... Or maybe not made it, but like, like, how do you deal with that? I guess is really more of the question. What do you think about people being all upset that she's smarter than Reed Richards? Well, you know, it's it's it was not a decision that was made lightly. It was not in the original pitch either. Um, that was something that uh, you know I came up with. And obviously, I work with the team, so everyone uh, contributes. But um, it, it was an idea that I had had um, with and and and. And I've told this story before, and I thought it would be cool, obviously. I thought specifically that Reed Richards has the Fantastic Four. He has that he stretches. He has a rogues gallery of Galactus and all kinds of cool things. You know what I mean? So, like, that he was the smartest person was the fifth or sixth most interesting thing about him. You know what I mean? Um, and Lunella's a new character. is cool identity. Like, that would be her thing. Maybe it'd be cool. That plus, it's not a, it's not like you know. Oh, Lunell's been around forever, and we're just finding out now that she actually is smarter. You know what I mean? It was that there's a new character, and Reed Richards is as smart as he always was. You know what I mean? It's and uh, you know just somebody. One records are made to be broken, right? One day there's going to be somebody smarter than uh, Lunell Lafayette. And hopefully, you know, she'll have a, a run as as long as Reed Richards, you know. But um, right. it's, uh, yeah, and then, you know, people, people are set by change. People are set because they're invested in stuff. Uh, I didn't, you know, there's there's sometimes an attitude um, from, an, you might hear from a publisher or from a creator uh, or an editor type where it's like, oh, no, it's good to kind of to mess with the fans and everything else like that. And, and sometimes I can see kind of value in that, but no, that was, it wasn't the... Um, wasn't the uh, intent to kind of to, to to rattle any cages? It was like, no, let's let's make you know you're investing in a new character. Give her something that it, it makes her matter to to the Marvel universe. Because as much as it's what I was talking about before, where I get to create this character and I want Marvel uh, to, to to grab her and put her into video games and to put her into other comic books and other creators to like her and everything else, you know, you have to give the creative team something to work with too that makes her matter within the Marvel universe. And that makes her matter a little bit more, gives her a sense of pride. And it was very much when, once I had the seeds to do it, it was very much. And if you read it uh, closely before that, the first time she meets Hulk, the Amadeus Cho Hulk, she's like, you know, he's saying how smart he is and everything else. And she's like, Oh, that doesn't matter. Right. She didn't care. You can't, you know, Almost as if she would say, oh, you can't measure that type of stuff. But then once she was the smartest, then it all of a sudden really mattered to her, right? Which was, to me, you know, shows some pettiness, but she's a nine-year-old, right? So that's kind of right. 
glad to do it. What I well, find interesting about since, her, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead, is that she's. I mean, she's got Reed Richards level intellect, but none of the experience or wisdom. Right. And that is, I think, a really interesting dynamic to read because it's. Uh, I mean, it's something in my in my work. I deal with a lot where I have kids who are precocious in their mm-hmm. intellectual faculties and way behind on their emotional faculties and right. the juxtaposition I mean it's it's rough but it's also it's uh, it's poignant and mm-hmm. I love seeing it with Lunella I love seeing it with Val Richards and um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's cool I mean am I right in, in imagining that the mind transference thing with Devil Dinosaur was sort of added on after the fact um, well, yes and no. Everything was kind of added on after the fact. Um, and it was, and, and sometimes, you know, I, well, once I said it and people kind of like, you know, took it the wrong way that it was somehow being critical, um, because I just wanted her to be an inventor with a dinosaur. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but when I say, I, but people think that somehow I'm disappointed. No, like th- this was, um, you know, day one. Of, of having an idea to do this. And then there was an idea of, again, how do you fit her into the Marvel Universe? How do you make it cool and everything else? And, and uh, there were, obviously there was a big push for more inhuman stuff, and nobody knows better than you guys about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and as much as it was, you know, maybe in the time past I would say it was suggested or that they said, hey, do it this way. But that's that's not the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is it was that was the opportunity to, to, to insert a character into the Marvel Universe. How do you make it work? If it didn't work out in a cool way, well, then maybe it would have been a problem. But we found a way to make it even better than if it had never been. So it didn't handicap the character at all. But one of the things that definitely... So if you read the early stories, um, a lot of that was... uh, 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 Because Ms. Marvel was so popular, Ms. Marvel always wanted to be a superhero. So what if we had a character that is afraid to be a superhero, or at least afraid to be an inhuman? Some of that was doing the trying to do the opposite what Ms. Marvel done. And believe me, everybody was aware of what a success Ms. Marvel was, and people want to replicate it, but you want to do your own thing as well. Uh, so the important part, and if, obviously if you read the first arc, it's her just not becoming an inhuman. So what is her inhuman power going to be? It, it was a bit of an add-on, and, and, and uh, it could have been all kinds of different oddball things, um, but it really means a lot. Like, what's her connection? She, she, the last thing she wants is this dinosaur is a big pain in the ass. Now they're even more connected. So that's, you know, that's really old <laughs> classic storytelling. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, to have and again, uh, you know, uh, and then you know, Freaky Friday mind switches goes back to Freaky Friday, right? If not, <laughs> right. Uh, if not, if not earlier. So um, it's all been there. But yeah, I, you know, it certainly wasn't on the first day of Moon Girl that she's going to switch brains with. Um, uh, Devil Dinosaur was part of the development process that did come later and that was reflected in the actual rollout of the story over those first three arcs, you know um, but and just one thing I do, I, I wanted to mention um, going back um, to uh, her being the smartest there is that was completely inspired by uh, Greg Pak and Fred Valenti's Hulk who um was the seventh smartest or the eighth smartest or whatever he was, you know? Um, I I think that was such a cool and fun idea because once you put that in the book and they did it, you know, in back in the, in in the, in their, obviously in Hulk, 
uh, it, it begs the question, well, who's number one, who's number seven? And if that wasn't on my mind, if it wasn't like, hey, that he's eight, so what's the list and what's everything else, I would have never have thought of, well, what if somebody comes and totally tops that list, which is, you know, self-serving to say it's my character. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, even that was, was very much a part of what was going on in the Marvel Universe uh, at the time. So and I just, I mean, maybe, <laughs> I just love that who the smartest was turned out to be a little uh, African-American girl from, from the West Village. I mean, that is just right. the best ever. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and um, I said you're saying, and, and I appreciate it. You guys before you guys have always been, uh, you know, not just fans, but but sensitive readers to it also. And you're right, she is. And this is, you know, as a writer, it's it's a dream come true. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for other people, but you know, you you poll a hundred writers, at least eighty of them, if not ninety nine. You got the smartest character in the world. What do you want her to do? Well, have her do really dumb things, you know. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> She's nine. She doesn't know. Well, no, well, that, well, I mean, that's just exactly it. Because if all she was doing was solving problems uh, and 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 saving the world, and and maybe her conflict would just be an, another monster, the monster of the month. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. Right. Be, it wouldn't be interesting. I mean, the, her her her. her, her you know, this isn't. I, I don't think reinventing the wheel. Her biggest challenge is herself, right? And, right. and, and kind of growing up and. And, and trying to interface with the world, and it's very hard for her. And as soon as she gets some credit, and as soon as she gets some recognition, uh, she all of a sudden makes a big fool of herself because she's acting like a dinosaur. What's her problem? Well, she has a problem, right? But she can't, you know, can't explain it or can't admit it or, or all these other things. Uh, that was um, a very much, uh, you know, when Amy and I were writing the Ms. Marvel part around issues 10 and 11, where it's like, oh, I, I really want to impress her. And then she embarrasses herself, which hopefully is kind of a universal uh, yes. thing that we can all get along with. But like, oh, my God, I can't believe you, you know, I, I humiliate myself in front of her. She thinks I'm so strange, you know what I mean? Um, and, and work that into the story. That was uh, a, a nice moment. So, yeah, as much as it maybe wasn't on there in day one, uh, you know, what would the book be without the brain switch? What would it be without her kind of those early stories, the always trying to avoid um, uh, the Terrigen Cloud, which was, you know, all over the place a couple of years ago in the Marvel Universe, right? And, uh, you know, it's kind of traditional, too. It's like, in a way, that first arc is, is, is a tragedy. At least it's certainly, if you look at the basic um, story structure where you have a girl, and what's the conflict? She doesn't want to become an inhuman. Most times in comic books, you win, and you, and you don't, you know, when you don't want to happen to you, doesn't happen to you. But she fails. She she's unable to find a cure before she's transformed. Uh, and that's uh, you know, so as much as it's oh, she's the smartest there is. What she hasn't done as much as Reed Richards. What? How did she deserve it? Uh, you know, it's it's a Mary Sue. It's not. It's not. I mean, her first that first arc, she fails to to in her mission. You know, and yeah. it, and that really and that really defines her to this day. I think so. You know, not yep. to get too high highbrow about it but that's you know that's well, you, that's you all know, planned you know so you see that a lot in um you know <laughs> when i was growing up i used to watch a lot of pokemon and mm -hmm. um you know one, one of the things about the main character in pokemon was the fact that he didn't really win very often he, he got quite far and then it was like ah no you're not you're not the best there is and it's right. kind of like i i quite like that because it gives you you know for the younger readers and, and that kind of stuff it gives them a sense of hey 
I don't have to be the best there is. I don't have to be necessarily um, the the best at this and that, but I can do this. You know, it gives them that sense of um, what's the word I'm looking for. You know, being who you are. I guess. I think also too is that when you have um, a hero that fails, and you look up to them, it it kind of shows that in life you are going to fail, yeah, but yeah. you just keep going. And you keep trying, and I think that's part of the reason why um, people like superheroes to begin with anyway, because you, you run them through, you know, you drag them through the ground and through the worst and through the mud, and, and they still, in the end, get up and do the next thing the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I, def- I definitely think so. And, um, you know, and the the other end of that is there's plenty of comic books, and there's plenty of Hollywood movies, and there's plenty of video games where... You know, at the end of the day, hey, you win. You know what I mean? And 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 despite the odds, you uh, you know, you 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 uh, you find the treasure, or you rescue the princess, or you you know, you win the Pokemon battle, right? Well, that's the most um, recent Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to me, it's just different too. Like, well, you know, that's kind of what I. You know, there's so many comics that Marvel put out and DC put out. It's like, oh, well, let's do something a little bit different. You know, so. Um, you know that's that's that goes into the calculus also of, of kind of you know constructing you know the the, the big story arcs for for Moon Girl. I, I have kind of a, a question that it's not so much a question that I feel like you know I want a definitive answer on, but maybe that you might want to wax on about a little bit because uh, on my on my Tumblr I get a lot of questions about Moon Girl from kids and adults who are very invested in, in different kinds of representation. And they asked me if I feel that, that Moon Girl qualifies as representational of people on the autistic spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really have an answer that a good, I said, well, it's entirely possible. But here I am with this opportunity to talk mm-hmm. to the course, and I wonder if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's... We've mentioned it before, and I always, uh, I always, like I am now, kind of stumble, right? Because uh, you, you definitely want to be sensitive, and that that is taken seriously, and that um, you know, it, it's to put in the comic book. I, you know, it would take a lot of room to do it justice, I think, you know. Um, but there were, uh, and and another reason I stumble is the more important part, which is a lot of that came from. Uh, Amy's contributions. Uh, she she wanted, you know, someone not just not fit in, but was definitely, you know, on this uh, on the spectrum to to a certain extent, at least in if not in a diagnosis, if not in somebody who deals with it in a day to day life, but somebody that one can relate to. You know what I mean? Or somebody that would have some of those uh, the affects, right? And I and I and I hope I'm not using the wrong terminology or the or the wrong words, but I'm really not expert in it. Um, Amy has a nephew, and she's very close to her family, uh, who has autism. And it was it was definitely uh, something that she said. You know, there's there's so many people, you know, uh, again on the spectrum, interesting. So many that you meet, so many fans uh, that you meet at conventions and everything else. And we really wanted a character that had trouble relating to other people. So it was um, informed by that. I I personally wouldn't go so far as that we're trying to be representative uh it's not really a story that i feel i want to tell any more than it's you know if i i don't think my story with moon girl is about 
being a nine-year-old black girl in the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? That's definitely informed by it. It's definitely uh, something that gets uh, put into the mix. But at the end of the day, it's a story about a girl and a dinosaur, you know? Um, and can you do justice to such a serious topic? Um, I don't know. You know, that's maybe, like I said, maybe somebody who knows a bit more about it or is a little bit closer to that might one day do a Moon Girl story in that direction or might do a whatever, you know, the Spider-Man story that goes in the direction that Spider-Man does or Batwoman or any character that you can think of. Um, but so, so yeah, it's definitely a part of the creation uh, on Amy's part, so I hope I'm doing some justice kind of to her motivations behind it. But uh, that people have observed that, and, and it's kind of there, but the reason it's it's not hammered home all the time is because I don't think that's the story that, that we would be telling uh, anyway, you know? So uh, no, it, it, that, that's the answer. It's a good answer. I mean, and, and like, you know, the the spectrum itself is so huge and broad mm-hmm. that uh, there's, there's no one distinctive version or, or whatnot. Of course. Um, so it's... Uh, but you do have a lot of fans who, who, who like it for that reason. And mm-hmm. uh, so you're doing them justice. All right. Well, well I appreciate that. So to change gears a little bit, because I'm going back to the cosplayers that we were talking about earlier... Have you had sure. a favorite Moon Girl and Double Girl, uh, Double Girl, Double Dinosaur cosplay? Oh, uh, well, the, the truth is, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a favorite that I think, oh, that's my favorite. There's probably some that are better than others, but how could you choose, right? That's not cool. Right. Like, like anybody, anybody who does it would be, uh, would be, uh, like I said, I'm so excited by it. even if, you know, so, Moon Girl can be kind of simple, right? Uh, you right. Know, get, the, get the t-shirt and a backpack and, you carry around a little red stuffed dinosaur, which a lot of people do. Well, it's great. So there was there was one um, that uh, I don't. And the, it spread around a lot. It was actually my video of it. Uh, a little short, a little girl. Like you know those leashes that you have. Yeah, so your I had kid, one of those. So your, so your kid doesn't get lost in a crowd. That was me so, as a kid. Yeah. Well, very good. So there's one, and I think it's pinned on my Twitter, where it's there's it's the the dad is in a big in one of those big inflatable dinosaur things. <laughs> and the kid is like, she's really young. She's, I don't even know if she's two, you know, uh, she's might be just, just two years old and she's kind of walking around and mom was there too. She was off to the side to kind of make sure, cause I don't think you can really handle it too much in one of the, you know, in, in that big inflatable uh, dinosaur thing. But she, <laughs> if she escapes, it, you know, the idea was that he was being dragged on a leash it was really just one of those kid leashes that hold the kid. And the kid was, like I said, she could walk. I, I didn't even know she could talk. Uh, again, she was super young. And, and that that is uh, definitely a memorable one. But um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the uh, fact that you, know, that you have people dressing up as your characters, sure, that must be a really, like, oh, it must be a good th- feeling. Cause, no, it is. And, and yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a big fan. And I, I don't know if you guys... Cross paths with him on Twitter at the cons, but uh, Drew Warner Dre, yes. um, yeah, family, yes. and they, they and they always go like the they go the extra mile, do a million things too, and they're not just dressing up at shows; they're sending in letters to the the letter page, yeah, they're, they're yeah. boosting it on Twitter and everything else, and and so they're like, you know, if we have a number well, one fan, it, they're, it, they're it, one it, of it. our listeners. They're yeah, awesome. well, they're, so well, shout there you out, go. guys. But yeah, but even cool. even without all of that. They, you know, they have very memorable 
contributions to the cosplay too, because they they get into such uh, they get into such detail with it that it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. that cosplays and, together stays together. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I saw recently a picture. I think they mailed it in, so maybe you guys, you know, you, you know, you'll have to stay tuned to the back pages of uh, the the single issues of Moon Girl. But there was someone sent in a Halloween costume of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and I'm, you know, I, 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 I and all it was was a picture, and it really was. And I don't know if the mom just picked up an issue and then did it, or if it was consciously done because they're two little kids. But it was. Oh, I think I saw it was, that. It, I, I, I don't know if they printed it. Yeah, maybe they did, or maybe it was put online someplace. But it was basically the costume that Eduardo and Zoe are wearing in that Doctor Strange issue, whatever it is. Moon Girl said, like, because they're trick or treating as Moon Girl and the dinosaur. Like, so this costume was based on. The costumes in that one issue, not on, you know, the costume of the oh, costumes. Oh, this is different. But I, yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 it's, and it's unmistakable because the hair is, is is different, and then, you know, it's it's the way it was put together. And I, I said it can't be a coincidence, but I could see like a mom who just has to make it just goes through and says, okay, uh, here's a picture of them, or or, or this is a costume. It was definitely a homemade mom type of costume. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Um, yeah, and that that, no. that was recent. So. I saw one recently. I think it was Girl Moon and Moon Girl. It was twins. Okay. Oh, really? I, I ah. think I saw that somewhere. I have to find it. I want to oh, say I, yeah, I got to find that. Yeah. I think, Wait, I think was I that saw Girl Devil. You mean yeah, you Devil Girl, right? So yeah, the... Devil Girl and 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 Moon Girl. <laughs> I think I saw that recently. I have yeah. to find that. I swear I saw that, or maybe I'm just imagining it. I don't know, but I swear no, I saw I, that. Yeah, that rings bells. <laughs> yeah. it does okay i'm not the only one and then Much- whose idea um was it for the coloring pages in the back of the book recently because that's pretty awesome uh it, it, if not chris robinson you'd have to ask chris robinson because i came from uh from marvel um so oh. I, i'm guessing i'm guessing it was chris uh, or and the marvel design people so i like it it's like the cutout paper dolls from mockingbird yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been exactly. There's, there's the Christmas tags or gift tags, right? There, I think. Yeah. I think they're, uh, you know, they, they can be used for any holiday. Uh, you know, holiday I, 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 I do really enjoy how Marvel are kind of going down the route now. Because um, I know a couple of years ago they were doing a lot of like, you know, did Halloween, they did Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. I like how they're kind of bringing that back now. Um, cause yeah. Did the Avengers Halloween. They're doing like the X uh, the X Men Christmas, uh, sort of the Advent calendar ish sort of one. Um, yeah. You know, I, I do really like seeing that kind of like the holiday specials because they are they're really fun, and they they should definitely yeah. be a, a staple. Yeah, I like all that stuff. Uh, you know, it, it was it, it was certainly never drawn, but uh, there was a, a Valentine's Day issue, probably before it was either right after the first because because Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur were launched in November, and I'm, and I don't know if we were working on it so early. We might have started in the February before the November. Like in the development, and they needed it must have been before because they needed a last minute story for some um, Valentine's Day issue, and they're like, oh, can you get it in by like tomorrow a script because we have an artist and somebody flaked and there's a room for it and two pages I think it was might have only been one page but I think it was two, and uh, we were in the office, Amy and I because it must have been early on because we were just in early development and Emily was there. Uh, Emily Shaw, the original uh, assistant on the book, um, and yeah, we we went to a diner and like kind of hashed it out. It was a Howard the Duck, Cyrano de Bergerac story where he was like he was trying to get because like 
like he, he like man like it was it was she hulk and man thing and howard the duck and i don't know because how much you know you or your your, your listeners kind of follow continuity but man thing i like playing him he has no emotions that's his whole point he has no identity he has no personality he's just a force of nature so howard was saying oh you're so in love with she hulk i'll i'll tell you what to tell her but it was really howard kind of trying to say it for himself but he's just a little short duck and not a seven foot tall green amazon right uh so he's and it, again a serial under project he's kind of hiding in the bushes which is man thing you know what i mean it was, uh, it was such a good story we were so happy with him. and then then somewhere then, then we had like written it all up and it was all ready to go and then it was like no we're doing something else like oh man it was like oh, and i don't, I don't necessarily I hope, and i'm sure i have it someplace or amy has it someplace but um it's like yeah it's like, I, you know I, I always forget but now it's, see, now it's too late, right? I, well, maybe next year. Never right? too late. I was going to say, 2019 well, is Valentine's another Day year. Yet. I, I, I don't know if they're doing a Valentine's Day issue this year, but if they are, it's probably already in production. So it's... Uh, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that you, that, you is, a, out, like, that is a lost tale that I really wish we would have done. Because like I said, I like all the holiday stuff, but... Uh, no, that sounds amazing. That was, I, I like yeah, yeah. Thing. I liked the artist in the Christmas issue, and he had Howard... Was it a little kid putting a Christmas ornament on Man Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was completely uh, the artist. That was not me. That was uh, and and the toasting the marshmallows on Ghost Rider's head was him. Also, yeah. all that stuff was all that stuff. I think it was Howard doing that on Ghost Rider, right? So it's yeah. uh, you know, no, that was good. I yeah. gotta tell you, I've so appreciated the book, especially over this last couple, this last month and a half, because you know, as an Inhumans fan, reading Death of the Inhuman, which is which was so dire and sad. Mm-hmm. Gary to be able to read Moon Girl after that and be like, oh, I'm happy again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, like it's funny because you know uh, who'd have th- thunk that uh, Moon Girl and Ms. Marvel would kind of you know out not you know the Inhumans will be back and there'll be cool stories and they're still around and they're doing you know but it would you know there was such a push for uh, the Inhumans and you know I'm not trying to say you know Ms. Marvel is and Moon Girl are better than anything else that came out. It's just, I don't think that that's what they expected to kind of... I, I think to, they are... Well, when you have two characters that resonate with so many people, yeah, you, that's what's going to stay around. It's kind of like the Spider-Man effect, really. They're like, I would really like to think that Miss Marvel and Moon Girl are kind of like, um, particularly at this point, Miss Marvel, because she's been around a little bit longer, um, right. are kind of like the Spider-Man for this generation. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... it's well, I mean, it's it's definitely, um, you know, it, it, taking a step back, I, like, I like to talk about Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl, because if I say Moon Girl, then, you know, maybe I'm clouded, or maybe I'm well, biased. Also, the, the the little one-shot of uh, Squirrel Girl, or squ- Moon Squirrel. Right, right, right. Kind of Tasha Drew. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's, yeah, so Natasha, that was, we were talking about things. Yeah, Sorry Natasha to change has, the uh, subject real quick, but that just made me think of that. Yeah, that's right. So she has been doing... Uh, Odds and ends, but um, that was funny. Yeah, but no, I mean, there's definitely an idea of um, you know, and 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 I credit uh, North and 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 Henderson, uh, you know, uh, as much, you know, creating that character as anybody created. Any, you know what I mean? It's 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 well, she is. I think Squirrel is viable because of of Ryan North and Erica Henderson's book. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you know. It's is is it this generation's Spider-Man? Wow, I mean, I hope so. I mean, Spider-Man's so established, and this is part of the Marvel universe, and 
you know, if it could just be this generation's Ghost Rider, that'd be pretty cool, or Deadpool, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Not that those are necessarily universal things loved by all, but um, you know, Marvel I think is not shy about saying, as much as it's Avengers and traditional stuff, uh, you know, it's it's a huge universe and and superheroes and the Marvel way of storytelling is something that can be uh, all ages or and can be appealing to uh, audiences audiences that we've never had before and as much as it was a leap of faith probably for all three of these books squirrel girl moon girl ms marvel that to marvels to stick with them they stuck with them and you know it, it, it winds up paying a dividend right it winds up being the right move um because it is you know if it's not going to be the next spider-man at least it's a it's a cool branch that makes marvel a little bit bigger and a lot more accessible and a lot more diverse with both a big D with different types of characters and with a little D with different kinds of stories. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's it's super important. I think Marvel has been very uh, forward-looking in a lot of different ways that you can measure it and very supportive. They were very supportive of, of, of Moon Girl and I imagine even more as, as supportive for, for everything else that they do. And, you know, there's some truth to it that, you know, if Spider-Man's your big book, and let's say, you know, Hawkeye, you know, is, is not as big as Spider-Man. But most people who read Hawkeye probably also read Spider-Man. A lot of people who read Moon Girl, it might be one of the only Marvel books that they read, you know? So it is a different kind of audience and a different kind of mix um, that, um, you know, is, is, is I hope it's good for Marvel. And I hope it's good for the entire medium of comics to be able to, to, to tell stories that... that different kinds of audiences excited. So. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I know a great number of younger readers who, you know, they'll read Lumberjanes and Giant Days, and then they'll go over to Marvel for Moon Girl or Unstoppable Wasp, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's their, yeah. that's their Marvel contributions to this. And yeah. I think expanding the demographic is absolutely crucial for the life of the industry. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I definitely think that that's the future stuff. And, you know, I grew up, and I say this all the time, man, it's like a big part of me just wants to have Wolverine and and Punisher fighting in the sewer, you know what I mean, and killing each other, (laughs) and have Simon Simon Bisley draw it, you know what I mean? And I would love writing that, and I would love reading it, and I'd love looking at it and all these other things. But I have two daughters now, and they're really – and I grew up with brothers. So um, it's it's, – it's really, you know, there maybe not for everybody, but there really is a lot of truth in the fact that they want my daughters. I'm saying not girls in general, although I'm sure it's true for girls in general. But it opened my eyes personally to see that as much as I can force my daughter to watch an old episode of He-Man, she likes Tila, and then when she read watches Shira, she likes it a lot more. And then when she sees the new Shira, which is kind of more for modern audiences i know it's only a couple of weeks old but she really likes it really responds to it and that's not because you know um of any of any other reason except she likes it in her my older daughter's nine years old in her nine-year-old brain uh how it all kind of computes and goes into it and 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 she has a much different reaction than it's going to be to any wolverine punisher story that anyone's ever going to do and so yeah i mean it's nice to be able to work on stuff that my daughters are, are hopefully going to continue to like. So, you know, 
but then again, I, I'll, st- I'll still take that Punisher gig if uh, <laughs> <laughs> falls into my lap. Well, it's all about variety. Right? Yeah, yeah variety is the spice of life. I let Rosenberg, uh, you know, I gave him my blessing for uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Secret Warriors. He's going to have to let me take uh, Punisher out for a spin. So. <laughs> would you, would you put him back in the war machine suit? That's the question. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. You need to do that more than once. I don't know. You know? That would be kind of interesting, though, bringing Punisher into Moon Girl, but just tone yep. him down a lot. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, that's you know that's been suggested sometimes, and it's, and it's like yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, it, it, it never. You're right. I just, it's, it's actually coming to my mind. I've never had a take on it that I was really too hot for. But lock me in a room where I had to do it. I'd probably come up with something cool. So you, you know what you should do? You should totally have Lunella have to deal with Spider Woman's baby, because Lunella yeah. plus a super powered baby would be hysterical. <laughs> I I really liked that book and I loved uh, Javier Rodriguez and and I liked him so much I didn't know like I guess he's friends with Natasha I guess they're both in both in yeah Barcelona she actually did an issue a fill in issue and she yeah her. and she did an issue and 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 you know sometimes you do a fill in obviously you don't know anybody there but I just happened to really like that book when it was coming out uh, especially the art and um, and then I and I know he's doing Exiles now but I don't know what happened to the baby is the baby still you know is here is it around did they Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. No, the baby has uh Jessica's powers. And oh, cool. uh uh as of Spider Geddon, apparently the baby quite uh runs the household. Um, oh, good. He, he gets the best of Roger um quite frequently <laughs> it would seem when Jessica's <laughs> out trying to, you know, keep her apartment. <laughs> and pay the rent. Almost, I'll, I'll I'll have to catch up. We almost made it through an episode without Seren bringing up Spider. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> I really liked that book uh, a lot. I thought it was a great book. I'm glad that you read it. That makes my day, actually. I was about to say, I think think the majority of people who read that book really do genuinely enjoy it. I mean... I was Adam to read that book for years. And he finally read it, and he goes, you were right. I said, I told you so. I read it, like, a year ago. It doesn't matter. I still got you. It took years for you to read it. It took a year. One year. Uh Well... That's there's there's always going to be a big pile of stuff to read, but uh, I mean Javier Rodriguez is the real deal. I oh my god, he is brilliant. He yeah. I I loved him on Spider Woman. That was my first experience with him, and then I went back Mind and read you. Daredevil because he was on Daredevil for a while, and then oh, yeah, yeah, he was a colorist for um, a oh, while, cool. and then Matt Wilson replaced him when he got Spider Woman job. Mm. And then he went to Doctor right. Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, That's and right. oh. My God, yeah. he was like meant for that. And then he was on Royals, which really made my day. And now he's on Exiles. The guy blows it out of the water every time. He's yeah. definitely one of my my favorite artists. Like, there's no doubt. I, I love them all. Art's really why I got into comic books. But he's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said. Uh, I, you know. There's a million guys you'd want to work with, but my man, I mean, I really like his stuff, and uh, a lot of them, you know, a lot of great guys coming out of Spain. Uh, Javier Garon, who did uh, oh, yeah. Rosenberg's Secret Warriors, uh, too. Secret Warriors yeah, you know, yeah. Great, a great artist and a nice guy. We've got Carmen coming in on Captain Marvel with Kelly Thompson, yeah, and cool. from what I've seen with the work for that, that's been posted so far. Holy cow, that book's going to be beautiful. And uh, a lot of her work reminds me a lot of Javier Rodriguez. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, Captain Marvel's going to be one to watch. 
Uh, like I said, that's, there's a, an embarrassment of riches in comics right now all over the place. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 good. The comp it's you know competition is uh, is fierce if you're a creator, but it's it's a lot of good stuff if you're a reader. So it's fantastic. Yeah, for real. We're a bit spoiled. I'm okay with it. <laughs> My wallet's not. Wow. <laughs> but uh, do you have any other questions, Doc? Or oh no, I I really appreciate how much time you've given us. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for, so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, well, I appreciate the, I appreciate the invitation. Oh no, we were glad to have you back on the show. It was good to see you at a. New York City Comic Con this year. I uh, yeah. sent that copy out to our winner in California. He oh, got cool, 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 cool. Thanksgiving was very happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you were you were spinning that on uh, Twitter. So I'm glad that uh, the lucky fan got his swag. He did get his <laughs> swag. I got it for his daughter. So great. That's the important thing. So spreading love with Moon Girl around. Cool. So um, thank you again, Mr. Moncler. We are looking forward to uh, the Dreamscape arc starting next week on December. A Nightmare on Yancey Street. Nightmare on Yancey Street, December 5th. Make sure you pick it up. Which will be the day this uh, episode comes out, So, uh, which will be good. Cool. Thank you again. This was the Adelan Rising podcast signing off. You can see us on Twitter at Adelan Rising One or email us at the show at Adelan Rising. And you can always find Brandon Montclair on Twitter at B Montclair. Is that correct? Underscore? That is correct. There's no underscore, just B Montclair. Okay, we'll always get back to you. 